the other big story that's going on today that you're going to be hearing a lot about is the fact that it's budget day here in BC. That means that you'll hear about the government's priorities for the year ahead. Now, leading up to today, we do have an idea of what some of what we might hear, along with hearing from groups who say they believe they know where the money should go to. Now, Premier David Eby has indicated there will be big investments in health care and housing, but what else do we need to put money into? Well, Alex Hemingway is a senior economist and public finance uh, policy analyst analyst at the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives and joins us now. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. So there's clearly some money to spend this year. Alex, where do you think it should go? Yeah, you know, uh, the ones you mentioned, of course, are very important. Housing uh, is one that requires some, some major new investment to get that that crisis under control. And, you know, that that has been signaled as a priority. And I'm, I'm optimistic we're going to see that particularly uh, spent out of the big surplus that we have uh, right now. But I hope we'll see that on a more sustained basis as well. In terms of other areas, you know, one to keep an eye on is child care. We know we've seen big dollars going into the child care over the past couple of years jointly funded by the federal and provincial government, big fee cuts and and an expansion of $10 a day spaces. Uh, But one thing that's really needed right now, and and any parent looking for childcare knows that, you know, there's a huge shortage of spaces. So we need to be opening more childcare spaces and we need a workforce plan to uh, uh, bring those early childhood educators in uh, to be able to do that job paying more decent wages in that sector. It's a, it's a highly gendered sector, and so it's a pay equity issue as well. Another one I'll be watching for is, is the question of poverty. You know, we know with the, all the discussion of the cost of living rising in this province, uh, you know, if you're on social assistance or disability, the rates for those are just incredibly low. You know, there have been some small bumps in that over the past few years, but it's far below the poverty line for both the welfare and disability rate. And that's that's really uh, just not right. Uh, and, you know, we're a prosperous province uh, and we shouldn't be uh, imposing uh, that kind of situation on people. And what did you think also of what the finance minister has had to say this week? That's Katrina Conroy suggesting that, you know what, this might be the last great year in terms of, you know, budget surpluses to spend. And then we're talking deficits after that. Yeah, the, the signals have been interesting on that. So, you know, there is the signal we're, we're likely headed into deficit over the next couple of years. That that makes sense given, uh, you know, the economic slowdown that we're facing. Deficit can be a bit of a scare word, but it's actually it's entirely appropriate given uh, that we may be ha- uh, heading into an economic slowdown. And running moderate deficits in the short term is far preferable to shortchanging uh, investments in critical public services and infrastructure, in my view. And that's something we've been doing in this province for too long uh, under multiple governments, frankly. And that comes at a social and an economic cost. You know, lack of affordable housing causes headaches for, for businesses as well as families in terms of worker recruitment, uh, not having Having enough childcare spaces reduces our labor force participation. So that costs us all in the long run. So we really do need to shore up those investments that have been at too low a level for too long. And, you know, an eventual uh, return to budget balance should come from uh, increased revenue, uh, you know, whether that's economic recovery or, or taxes that focus on those at the very top, not by neglecting public investment. Do you think the public's attitude has changed on that? Uh, you know, it's interesting. When you look at some of my own research has looked at uh, policy options with respect to taxing the, the wealthy, that's an extremely 
popular position in the polling as well, as it turns out. You know, it's backed by economic evidence, but it's a popular position. And, you know, if you look at uh, what institutions like even the credit rating agencies, which are relatively conservative institutions, will tell you, uh, and, you know, I'm just looking at one of their reports here in, in front of me, BC is a low-tax jurisdiction. Uh, it has the flexibility to raise additional revenue while remaining competitive with other jurisdictions. So I think people can see the crises unfolding around us, uh, whether that's housing, healthcare, climate, the toxic drug issues. And, you know, in part, a big part of addressing those issues is investing together collectively through our institutions of government. Uh, when you look at BC's provincial government spending as a share of our total economic output, as a share of GDP, that's actually declined substantially from where it stood 25 years ago. So we do have the economic capacity to tackle these issues. We're an extremely prosperous uh, province, but we haven't we haven't harnessed that uh, appropriately. And, and you know, there's nothing in, inevitable about that. Those all result from policy choices in, in budgets and, and many other mm-hmm. places. And you know, we can make different choices. Well, we'll see what happens today. I'd be interested to hear your reaction when it all happens, Alex. Thank you. Sounds good. Thanks, Cindy. That's Alex Hemingway, Senior Economist and Public Finance Policy Analyst at the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives. Today's Budget Day here in BC. Groups like Alex's will be watching closely to see what happens. There'll be lots of reaction to that. We'll have complete coverage. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.